Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome, and yes, you are listening to Is It Just Me, the podcast that's not afraid to tackle the smallest worries, annoyances, niggles we all have and spend way too much time examining. Examining. Yeah, examining them in full. I'm Jo Elman. And I'm James Williams. And each week we're inviting a celebrity guest to pick three issues and ask, is it just me? And our guest this episode is the absolutely incomparable Annie Mac, globally renowned DJ, probably the coolest DJ in the world. Yeah. I think that's right. Let's go with that. I'll take it. Yeah. Official new music ambassador for Radio One, launched the careers of, and I've checked my facts on this, literally millions of new acts. <laughs> Yes, go with it, Annie. Once again, go with I'll it. take it yeah. for the sake of the podcast. Who needs, who needs Wikipedia when you've got this kind of bio? <laughs> and when you sort of like don't work for a big company anymore, <laughs> make, make it up. Your own facts. <laughs> well, that's, that's what Wikipedia is, right? Hi, Annie Mac. Hi, Annie Mac. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Oh, We're in your Well, you are in my home. kitchen, yeah. 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 This yeah. is so nice. And a very good cup of tea. Annie Mac makes great tea, people. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah, no, it's good. It's pressure. I used to be a Barry's tea virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's changed yeah. me, I've got mm-hmm. to say. Forget Irish Barry's tea. boot camp, it's about Barry's tea. Yeah, bags. it's definitely my preferable Barry <laughs> of the two. Makes you sweat less. If <laughs> any of you are in Ireland anytime soon, can you please pick me up? Yeah. Big red box of Barry's tea bags for Joe, yeah. please. Yeah. Yes, please. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and that's a compliment from an Australian. We're just as picky about our tea. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Annie? Matthew? I'm great. No, I'm actually, I, I got back from Ireland late last night and I got. A really long sleep with just the one wake up, so I feel mm-hmm. like a new person today. Spoken like a true mother. <laughs> like, just the one wake I up. Feel like, I mean, luxury. Yeah, I yeah. feel like a butterfly just come out of her oh. pupa. You know, like oh, I'm back. And you look like you just come out of pupa as well. <laughs> I mean that as a huge compliment. Thank you. Fresh faced. Yeah. Fresh off the high five tour. Fresh off the high five tour, which was um, okay. So let me just explain the, the concept because you need to know what the high five tour is. It's basically five venues, five pounds a ticket, and they're all really small. So it's like small, sweaty venues, and it was great. However, there was one like consistent problem for me and I'm going to sound like a grumpy person now phones oh. phones 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 because James is your phone switched yeah, I'm on silent no listen I am the biggest <laughs> phone addict of all I'm on my phone all day but phones from a DJ perspective when you're in a tiny tiny room with, with um, ravers like right right like right up where they can touch you which is great I love that aspect of it Jesus but Christ. everyone just has their phones in your face yeah. the whole time well, they're literally filming in you doing your DJ. face so they're filming you with their flash on like yeah. right oh. in your face I can I can handle that. It's kind of annoying after a while, but it's fine. Then they write things on their phone and give you their phone. So it's like, hey, can I touch your hair? But phone in your face, not moving their phone for 20 minutes, just standing there like that. And you're like, um, also things like, can I come backstage? Blah, blah, blah. It's my birthday. Great. Here's some champagne. No, no, no. Can I come backstage? No, it's really boring. Back. So you end up like having these conversations with people. And then the worst, the absolute worst is... Um, People giving you their phone and asking you to take a selfie with their phone and then give it back to them. And it's like, guys, I can I just, can I happen. DJ? Yeah, exactly. I, I booked, I'm here, don't you want to listen to the music? Somebody like, needs to write the new Debrett's 
etiquette guide or some such because it is a whole new whole new level world of crap isn't it and even even it's been probably about a year and a half since i've done that type of tour because i had a baby so in that time even it's got kind of really intensely worse just in terms of what people are willing to do to stand there with your phone in someone's face for like half an hour you paid money five pounds albeit but money still to be in this room so Enjoy yourself. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because I think, you know, you've heard about lots of stage actors have talked about, you know, how phones are really ruining the theatre experience. Yeah. And, you know, there was a really fascinating article on some website a few months ago about a waiter that wrote how phones have actually impacted his waiter in the Manhattan New restaurant. And it was fascinating, his breakdown of how phones wow. have actually impeded the length of times they have sittings for because literally people are all Instagramming their food. Yeah. You know, they're all Googling And also they're stuff. happy to wait longer because yeah. they have their phone. So it's interesting how it just has this knock-on effect. But I've yeah. never heard the, I saw the DJ thing. But you're right, it's just the fact it's... that people have got the patience. Well, I... a lot of the clubs, like the really kind of, the, the good underground <laughs> clubs, there's a club called Bergheim in Berlin, mm. which is really famous. That, uh, but that has yeah, a no-phone yeah. policy. So that, that <laughs> either of I, I've just heard about it. Yeah. But there's a sticker on it. You have to put stickers on your phone. So they let you have your phone. I mean, it's mm. a bit kind of mad to take your phone, to take people's phones, phones off them. But yeah. there should be a no camera, no phone. Like, just, just like, because clubs are the last chance we have just to be in the moment and connect yeah. with people on a human level. So just, yeah, let's, but we're, I guess we're a different generation. My feeling about things, I always think, oh gosh, I was having too much fun to get my phone out. You know, I yes. forget to take pictures of things and I'm really bad. I rely on my friends to take pictures a lot of the mm. time. But, you know, so I'm the very opposite. But I guess you're talking about a generation now who literally do Well, fun Instagram. is fun. Insta- yeah, you're right. The only way you can have fun is if you put it on Instagram it's, so everyone sees yeah. it. Then if it's, it's not, not on Instagram, fun. it didn't happen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we could do a whole series of podcasts on phones. <laughs> well, totally. Like, you know, I do find that, especially as I'm not sort of like working full time at the moment this i i do slightly have that feeling i'll be honest it's like if i'm not on instagram do i exist yeah, yeah. you know it's like i don't want anyone to think i've been doing nothing except and then, and then... in a bucket of mars bars all day <laughs> I know. maybe i did do that but you know yeah. i think yeah. that i don't want anyone thinking about a nasty fall downstairs i'm lying at the bottom of them and no one's come to check on me i feel like that's how i'm using instagram like a panic alarm now. i just said they're reassuring people <laughs> don't worry i'm still alive, still alive. yeah it's still alive still yeah. going and, and so, and you've got the album out. Got the album yeah. out. So last week we decided to launch like six things in one week. It all kind of converged. <laughs> yeah. um, so we launched the album on Wednesday last. We launched this uh, new thing that we're doing called AMP Sounds, which is a series of events in Camden over a month of February next year. All different parties and raves. And um, I launched on my radio show. I launched like the hottest record of the year. We're doing that. So there's just so much going on. Not very busy then. No. How do you keep going? How do you... I mean, you clearly love it. I think you've become so respected and so globally renowned, as as we all know, because it clearly sort of like oozes forth from you, that passion for music and DJing and everything that you do. What keeps you excited? Um, I just love working. I love learning. I love being creative. I love... the, The things I like the most is just like starting... Having an idea and being able to run with it and execute it, I find really exciting. Um, the BBC, I love. I mean, doing the radio job every night is just my dream job. And it's a kind of lovely job where you feel like you will hopefully be doing it when you're 70, you know, because it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just solid and secure and lovely. Um, but everything else I do because um, I, I think I might like being busy. Yeah. In fact, I know I do. <laughs> and if I'm not busy, I get a little panicky. So I, I moan about it, but I like having a lot of things to do yeah. um, within reason. Um, so I like that. And I just like being able to kind of have ideas and execute them. When you work at the BBC, there's so many departments and people, and it's hard to get things off the ground. So the way I work outside the BBC is completely opposite of that. I have me, um, the two girls who run AMP with me, which are Sarah and Lucy, and we do everything together from book a festival lineup to create a new festival to um yeah just have ideas and run with them and I like that I like being able to do that and be across every aspect of things from the artwork to I don't know the sound bed on a Spotify ad like everything we're across all the little bits and I like that do you think I you sort of talking about you know doing this when you're 70 which I can totally see well, sort of 100 years into the future that that is clearly 105 but, um, I think Joe. yeah sorry you're sorry. in negative numbers right yeah. now right <laughs> <laughs> she looks 18 exactly yeah, but, um, so oh. would you ever you know launch your own radio station or I've really thought about that yeah I'd love, I love the idea of launching a radio station because that's kind of the culmination of everything I know yeah but um, I'm too happy where I am 
and the BBC, I think. If something horrible happened and I got turfed out, then maybe that would be something that I'd really like to endeavour. But for now, I'm happy there. What's the the best thing about working at the BBC? Because I think particularly, you know, Radio 1 over the years has also had a lot of flack about being ageist and all. But it's, you know, it's not though, is it? It's... No, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, I sh- shouldn't technically be there if it was ages because I'm near on forty, and it's it's there for twenty five. Oh they didn't know that. Twenty five. <laughs> they do know. Yeah. <laughs> There's the exclusive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, you know, Annie Nightingale is exactly. well older. You know, Pete it. Tong, Scott yeah. Mills. There's a lot of people in there who are considerably older than me, and and and. I'm happy about that. No, thank yeah. you for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> if she's going, she's taking them all with her. <laughs> I think, like, I think specialist music is definitely like well nice to gracefully grow old in because people don't care what age you are in specialist, think, and we're lucky to have John Peel in our lives. I was going to say who, who kind of set a precedent for for because people expect you to know your stuff and yeah. experience is actually an advantage when it comes yeah. to that, isn't it? It's not yeah. just somebody filling an hour of radio playing popular hits to somebody who really knows their genre or knows yeah, their Yeah, and I think as well, I think it's about kind of, you know, being young spirited. It's about like it's about yes. like it's about liking new things. It's about being excited by new things rather than grumpy, if you know mm. what I mean. I agree and I and I really think it's important that um, you know, particularly women in their forties remain visible. visible. Mm. Um, I've talked about it many times, but like the time that somebody um, congratulated me for being brave for um, mentioning my age on Facebook and it's like but <laughs> you kind of got to yeah. stand up and say I'm, yeah. I'm not disappearing just because yeah. I'm over 40 yeah 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 and I'm okay with being over yeah. 40 as well well yeah. most of the time yeah. <laughs> yeah. some mornings there's yeah. a couple of strange additions to the body that Is, yeah okay <laughs> okay I'm not there yet but I'm no. I'm, brace. I'm oh, yeah brace. I'm going to brace myself yeah. so when, and, and so the big 4-0 next is, year yeah. next year yeah. have you got plans wow or? that's going to be one hell of a party surely well I'm going to get married just before wow so for some reason I decided I want to get married before I was 40 I don't know maybe that's just my excuse to get married and who yeah. getting married to I'm getting married to my partner of, um, oh that size yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean how long I mean I think I'll, I'll be, be with him 10 years next year actually oh. as well which is I didn't even realise well it's all it's, there's actually a beautiful kind of like bookend yeah. happening here 10 and we have years. two kids yeah. you know we've kind of I feel like we. I just never was interested in getting married before but for some reason I, I think it was the arrival of my second kid made us both a bit mushy and we just decided oh. that maybe we should but also, why organise two parties? We can just organise one. Well, I'm going to have <laughs> two parties for the wedding, and one of them is going to be massive. Yeah. Um, and then for the fortieth, I'll probably what I'll do is just have a, like a really long boozy dinner with a load of friends. Nice. Yeah. That's what you know? I did for my fortieth. And maybe get a nice hotel room and yeah. stay out and come back the next day at lunchtime and have a lie-in. Babysitters. I, yeah. <laughs> Babysitter and give you that, that ultimate gift for you. I mm. hired a private room and had about twenty. Mm. people and it honestly was such a was nice lovely? party I, yeah. first of all I invited the world to this big party yeah and then I did the maths on the big party yeah so then I had to do the embarrassing thing of emailing everyone going shit I didn't realise this was going to cost me about <laughs> yeah. 15 grand so actually <laughs> yeah. yeah you're used to having like sponsors of yeah. this it was your own private thing you're like so he actually said the other day, he's like, do you reckon we can get a sponsor for a wedding party? Like, We're not Kim and Kanye. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want a booze sponsor for my wedding. And he's like, remember? well, all it will be is an Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. You might not be old enough, you guys, to remember when Anthea Turner oh, married yeah. Grant Bovey and they got Flake to sponsor it with Hello and they got, yeah. so, no! they got yeah. so much flack. They, they, they were in some of their wedding pictures Holding chomping flake. on a flake. Oh, my God. And everybody... It was a white chocolate flake. I think it was a limited edition flake, if I remember And right. it never yeah. lasted, did it? Yeah. You know, yeah. well, it did last for a while and I was just thinking, you know, now that I'm like, mm, parties are expensive. Mm, if Flake had come calling, maybe I would have. Yeah, yeah. But, come on. but also, I think in this day and age, people are way more open yes, to that yeah. and not not disgusted by it. Like especially in Britain, I think you know, Simon it's Cowell. taken it's taken a lot longer when you look at America for Britain to kind of yeah. embrace commercial. Simon game Cowell like thanked that. Just Eat at the X Factor final on live TV. He actually said, "I want to say thank you to Just Eat." He actually thanked the sponsors oh, before, like before he thanked everybody <laughs> for every night. Yeah, if Simon yeah. Cowell is having to acknowledge you, have literally acknowledged that the is mad. You come on, you know that's that is. I think you're right. There's no shame, I think, anymore in admitting, you know. And I guess yeah. this is what's good about what's happening on the social media, where people are being much more honest about. Yes, this has been paid for. You know, because yeah, yeah. I think the. I think when it's not stu- being paid for, it's more of a surprise. But also honest, the public aren't stupid. public can see through yeah. it, you know, and often they'll ask even when it's not, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
That's that issue sorted. I know. Yes. So anyway, I don't know where we started and where we well, where we finished there, but mobile phones, yeah. <laughs> they're all right. You know? Yeah, they're yeah. great for many reasons. Yeah. It's not just us. Yes, but because don't... you can download the Animat compilation. Yes, you can. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you can stream it, Joe. And Boom. And basically, it's the best of the year, right? Yes. It's like, it's like I, I keep using the word annual, and then I realize that's an old person's word. <laughs> But it, Almanac. It, yeah. <laughs> that's even older. It's a synopsis. It's a, it's a lovely, clean synopsis of the year's music. Yeah. It's a dossier. Often oral history of 2017. Yeah. So there's like one mix which is all like full on and, you know, you put it on, not full on, that sounds stressful, but it's like, it's like upbeat and you put it on before you go out and then one mix which is a bit more nice. chill. And I only got this morning that Annie Mac presents an AMP is actually quite a nice <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See what you did there. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to do with Animat Presents is slowly kind of take me out, my name, obviously out of the equation, which is why we abbreviate it AMP, so that it can kind of live on its own without me. Those social media lessons aren't really working, on it. No. <laughs> what was that thing you were saying? Instagram could be out there. Yeah, I know. You'll be drawing. <laughs> I'm kind of withdrawing. Just, 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 just the name. Just yeah. the name so that it can do more things without me. But it will still be me, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You might just have to put that under every. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when it's yeah. out there, it's, it's out. still me. It's, it's still me. It's still sort of <laughs> me, but not me. But, but it is me. But yeah. it's out now anyway. Yeah. Animac presents 2017. Is it just me who didn't have an amazing proposal story to tell? Well, here's my thing. I don't like enforced anything. I don't like enforced humour. Thus, I'm not a mad fan of, like, stand-up comedy, unless uh-huh. it's naturally hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mean, like, well, you have to laugh now. Yeah. Similarly, I don't like enforced fun. See, a hen party. Yeah. Everyone has to have a good time. I also don't like enforced romance. It's mm. my worst. Valentine's yeah. Day, blah. Yeah, same. Grand gestures of romance, blah. So, I, like, I'm, I, I, I think there's ways that you can be romantic in a lovely way without um, it being something that, you know, it is a story to tell everyone else, if you know what I mean, which I feel like a lot of proposals are. Well, it's funny you say that, and I think that the reason I've been thinking about this again of late is when Harry and Meghan mm-hmm. announced their engagement. Obviously, we're all delighted. Handsome, lovely young couple, and they do seem so sweet and in love and all that, but, you know, it's... And I know that they have to have a story about how they got engaged for the press. And it was so romantic and so perfect. So remind me what the story was. They were in their house? Basically, they... She was was roasting a chicken, I think, wasn't she? Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, they told the whole story of how, you know, the the ring um, has some stones in it from some of Diana's jewellery. And it's also got a stone that has some significance to do with Botswana, where they went on their first date. Very hasty, I think they're yeah. seeing each First other. Holiday, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like weeks. a couple of weeks and then they went away together. Eye roll, yeah. eyebrows raised. But, um, you know, and it was just so sort of like perfect. Oh, we were just inside and he got down on one knee. I didn't get any of that, and I'm fine mm. with it, really. Mm. But sometimes when people ask you your proposal story, and mine is, well, we had a fight and <laughs> sort of went, all right, well, let's go and get married then. Yeah. Like, you know, and. But see, that's my kind of proposal story. I yeah. Think. I, I'm down with that. You've already got the same money. Because yeah. I think you almost touched on it a bit there. I think, sadly, I think a lot of it now, people think out their proposals with a view to it being shared on social media. Yeah. Actually, is yeah. it good for the Instagram? Is it good yeah, for Facebook? Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It is a bit is cynical. Is there a photo op? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, can you imagine uh, literally art directing your engagement photo for social media? It's a yeah. bit cynical, really, isn't it? But that's it? because everybody feels like that's what's demanded yeah. and expected. Well, so this I, is, I this don't is, know where it begins. Well, this is weddings as a whole as well. Yeah. And this is another reason why I so shied away from getting married for so long. The idea of it is because there's so many traditional things that you are kind of obliged and supposed to do like you have to have a bridesmaid and you have to do this and you have to have speeches and and for me I was like well what if I just don't want to do any of that what if I want to wear black what if I want to you know there shouldn't be like these imposed rules and and no one's kind of enforcing them but there's expectations from everywhere but that's what you'll find um when you do get married, even if you're sort of like steadfast, mm. you, you do find that suddenly you realise that so many people, and people you love and care about and respect, mm. they actually see it's for them yeah. rather than for you. <laughs> so you'll hear things like, oh, you know, Auntie Jean's going to be heartbroken if you wear a black dress. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and it's, um, you're like, but I want to wear a black dress. Yeah. Oh, but then, you know, it, and it's whether or not you can ride out the... Yeah, 
yeah. the, the tears and tantrums yeah. of others. The disapproval, but the quiet that, disapproval. Yeah. I'm not angry, just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the have, eyebrows. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but I think when it comes to weddings and proposals, it, you do. I think the world does divide into two sets of people. There are people who literally buy into the whole pomp ceremony tradition of it all, and they want they have that, yeah. that checklist is, you talked you know, about, which is also fine. Fine. Um, fine. But then there's also you shouldn't then be chastised if you don't want to do that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think I may have said this on, on podcast in, in the past, but you know, I do know of a couple who broke up because <laughs> the proposal was not deemed good enough. What? Yeah, like the yeah. the ring, the situation, the way it was done was not good enough, and that was like their moment of you are not the person for me. And they've been together for like two years, you know. So well, that's probably a lucky escape for the well, proposer. Yeah, you could also argue there Jeez. may be other things going on there. Yeah. But... It may well have been, but I, I guess I don't know. I don't think I would. Um, well, clearly, I didn't break up with someone after being asked <laughs> if you know want to get married. But um, I, I don't know. I suppose if you think, but they're supposed to really know me, and they're supposed to know that I would hate this. But somebody would argue, Joe, that yeah. your proposal was actually very honest and actually very true to who you and your husband are. Oh, yeah, no, and no. That, yeah. I'm talking about your friend. Oh, yeah. Maybe she has a yeah. right to think, well, yeah, actually, he should have known me more than to know... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've always yeah. said, that if anybody got me a stripper, I would, like, I'd disown you. I'd never talk to you ever again. Yeah. That's my, that, that idea is so humiliating for me. Yeah. I just don't find it funny. I'm exactly the same. And I literally... And, so I you appreciate it. Somebody actually... Yeah, one of your friends... I'm storing that information. Yeah. <laughs> later use yeah. <laughs> yeah. but literally that would be so mortifying and, I, and don't get me wrong if you appreciate that sort of magic mic thing that's totally cool and I can sort of stand back and watch other people enjoying it and kind mm. of tolerate it but I still find it quite anxious mm. um, but yeah if you did that to me that would almost be the end of our mm. friendship I could not because mm. you clearly do not know me and you, mm. you there's almost like a weird like you know how uncomfortable that would make me feel and how would you do that yeah. mm. so is it too personal and say if it is we can cut it out but so did you and your betrothed you attend it <laughs> did you have a proposal story or did you just kind of we just basically we were sat in a car in the car park of Hampstead Heath with our two kids asleep in the back listening to the radio and he basically suggested in a very casual way that you know maybe we should get married <laughs> and and uh He's from Yorkshire. He is the least romantic person of all time. Oh, and he will oh, admit he's, it. He's neighbours with my, do you want to fucking get married? Yeah, person? there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, it's like, he's like the opposite of a grand gesture type of guy. But I was like, yeah, I guess we should. And then I kind of realised the significance of what had just been said. And then I started to cry. And then it was like, oh, my God. And then... Um, and then we just kind of, yeah, we were just really happy and we were into it. That's awesome. So, but, it, but it was quite nice. In yeah. a way, that was kind of really my way of, I, I, I would not, like you can't handle a stripper, I would not <laughs> have been able to handle anything remotely romantic in that way. Like A full flash mob dance Yeah, like team. I remember a boyfriend I had when I was in school who, we, we all went to like the swimming baths, our class, and my boyfriend at the time, it was Valentine's Day, and he brought, he swam up to me with a rose in his mouth. Amazing. <laughs> in the pool! I, I, and I was like... Oh, this is so... I, I literally died. I hated it. But, uh, I, I gave it to my friend. I was like, hold that. Do not come near me. I can't handle this. I've got to tell you, if I'd been at that swimming pool at, what was it, 14 years old, yeah. I died of jealousy. That, was, that is yeah. exactly the kind of thing yeah. I wanted to happen to me at yeah. that age. Yeah. <laughs> I was the absolute... I was a tomboy. I was like not into it at all. I was like, oh, a rose. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's horses was, for courses, isn't it? He didn't know you, so he wasn't a keeper, you see? So it does play into what we're saying. Yeah. Did he get beaten up afterwards? Oh. No, I don't think so. I hope not. I don't no. remember if he did. But Because um, that's that's quite a a romantic, like a really grandiose romantic yes. for a young Teenage boy. Guy. It is, isn't yeah. it, right? Yeah. It wouldn't happen today. No. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. It's dick pics now. <laughs> <laughs> dick pics. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm not 14. Oh, yes. Exactly. I just, I'm uh, so terrified of having a teenage girl. Yeah. yeah. So, well, how long have you got? Uh, oh, about six months. Six months, yeah. yeah. God. Mm. Well, she's lucky she's got you as a mum because at least you're like, like clued up. You know the lingo. <laughs> you know what could be coming. So you think, <laughs> you think you're clued up, but then I think I just spilled the tea all wrong. So I, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on on her phone that, I, that I'm yet to be horrified by. Hopefully no proposals just yet. No, no, I don't think she'd be into that at no, all. Exactly. You've got a few yeah. years before you worry about bad proposals. But I think, you know, it isn't just me who's got a crap proposal, but I quite I, I do kind of love and own my crap proposals. Yes, too. yes, I do too. Hey, yeah. A proposal is a proposal. I haven't got one yet. So you know what? A crap one I'll take. Also yeah, the I whole bet you, I bet your standards are high though, that's the thing. You're you're scaring them off. No. The whole idea of in a heterosexual couple, a man asking a woman to marry him, I'm so not in either. My sister asked her husband to marry her and I really like that Good and I probably her. would have asked Tom in time if I'd really 
kind of decided, you know, it has to happen. But um, yeah, I'm all for everyone asking everyone. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, Annie, you, you said, is it just me that, um, is it a girl's girl? Yeah. I mean, what is a girl's girl? Well, That's I think a question. this oh, is what's I'm, in. I'm a girl's girl. Well, but I think this what's in. This is a bit of a, I think, loaded one because, mm. especially in the current climate, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be, you know, people in, in the mm. age of like people raising their kids gender neutral yeah, and yeah. people trying to shy away from the classics sort of gender sort of stereotypes. I guess this is a bit of a, a loaded gun, don't you think? But I mean, I'm with you. I think the truth is. That's a recent phenomenon, not phenomenon, but it's a recent development and, and it's more enlightened way, I guess, of parenting and raising. But let's be honest, the majority of people, mm. our generation, have all been raised by people who did mm. feel the need to tick those gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So we are essentially a product of those. I and mean, I would argue we do have male and female traits. But, um, course, yeah. but I think, um, you know, I, I think it is interesting. I think there's no shame in saying you're a girly girl, but I do think there's mm. something a bit weird. I think girls would often, you get very rarely have a girl say, oh, I'm not a girly girl. Mm. So I think it's almost to be, it's a way of being saying, I'm not part of the system. Okay, see, mm. I thought what you were talking about was it, not being a girl's girl, being um, a girl who doesn't particularly get on well with other girls. Yeah. Ah, I, I thought you meant different well, than well, that. I think that yeah. too. I, think I thought you I meant think that, like dolls and well, like... I think it's all wrapped into the same thing because I'm, I think it's fascinating because, you know, obviously I've worked with in predominantly female dominatories mm. in magazines for, for the last, you know, God knows, 20 years. So, you know, I, and I, even growing up, like, I actually made more male friends from the age of 18 onwards. Like, yeah. growing up, all my friends were girls. So, you know, yeah. I'm probably a very girly man, if we're, if we're talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that that's an interesting point, because I think that the funny thing I see is when you see a girl who really isn't a girl's girl, and she yeah. tries very hard to be a girl's girl, when in mm. fact she's more naturally, I think, at ease with men. Mm. Mm. But trying to see a girl pretending and masquerading is often, I, I work with people who, who have been like that, and... You can just see through it. Mm. But I think it's because there is this real thing about... It's a real shame in saying, I'm not a girl that gets on with very many girls. Mm. But, you know, I've seen girls who just... They rub people up the wrong way, and I don't know what it is. I don't know mm. what it is about those people that does it. But, you know, mm. is it something you're just born like? I think a lot of this stuff starts... And I'm, I wonder if you'll probably agree with me, Annie. Mm. I think a lot of it starts in the high school playground. Mm. And mm. the way that your friendships um, are developed and... I don't know, I suppose, influenced um, in that playground environment. Now, I've, and I'm being very, very broad strokes here, but I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to name them, I can think of two A-list celebrities I've interviewed, really, like, world-famous women, mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful women, who said, 
I'm not a girl's girl. I never had any girlfriends at school. I gravitated to the boys and that just made the girls hate me even more. Mm. I had one of these who, um, you know, is a pop star and has a lot of feminist songs say there's no such thing as the sisterhood. Mm. And I think that, and I have a, a girlfriend myself who she was very, very pretty and very, very popular with boys at school. Mm. And in that playground environment, all the girls hated her. Yeah. Same here. And it completely coloured mm. her view of women mm. going into adulthood. Mm. And so when I do meet women who I think, you know, and they say things like, oh, I don't really, oh, don't really have any female friendships. I don't really like all that squealing and, you know, running around every, squealing every engagement ring. I'm much, I just get on with men more. I think it's, because of that damage yeah. that was done there. Yeah, so yeah. I, I have a, I've, I've tried to warm to them and I, I'm always sort of trying to prove to those women. We can be women, okay. We can get on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That is a really good point. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, well, I, I'm kind of weirdly totally in the middle. So when I was small, I was, I don't remember having any kind of gender stereotypes put on me in a, in, in a forced way. I was never into dolls. I was always into Sylvanian families, remember them? So it was more like animals than like dolls. And I was always, I had two big brothers and a big sister. My big sister was really into dolls and really into makeup and really into that side of things. But I was way more into just climbing trees and playing football. And I was always allowed to do whatever I wanted in that respect, which I'm really grateful actually to yeah. my mum and dad for. They just kind of let me be who I wanted to be. And that meant that when I was in school, I had um, I had some really close, like my best friends were girls, but then I used to hang around with boys all the time and like play football with them or I don't know, before this is like kind of reached puberty. And then when I went to school, at high school, I had, again, really close girlfriends, but then loads of boy friends too that I wasn't like really tight with, but I would like socialise with. Mm. And that happened all the way through. Like in college, I lived with five girls um, well, four girls and one guy, but then all the guys who, all the people I'd hang out with, like when I go clubbing with and all, would be guys. There would be a group of ten guys and me, and we would all like swap records and play music together. And so I've always kind of had a, had both, weirdly, yeah. really close friends that are girls, and, and 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 loads of friends that are boys too. Well, that's the dream scenario, really, isn't it? I think I think there is, you know, for as much as I said in my formative years, maybe there was more of a balance towards it being more female friends. Yeah. Certainly now in my in my Current situation, I'm very. I've got as many male friends as I do have female. Mm. I think that's. I think it's healthy to have both, if possible. Yeah. Really, just being sad, you're just thinking about the term girls, girl. In a weird way, oh, he's a man's man. That's such an old fashioned expression. You wouldn't. Yeah. Ne- I certainly would never aspire to want to be yeah. a man's man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in a weird way, maybe these two expressions are actually quite dated. Quite in the sense that yeah. It was when yeah. there was people were trying to place these gender stereotypes. Yeah. We were trying to create a divide yeah. between the genders, and now. That's not really cool, and none of us really want it. So, in a weird way, maybe it's a good thing mm. that we're gradually eradicating these kind mm. of outdated expressions. Yeah, I've never thought of myself as girly mm. ever, as in that traditional idea of girliness, like frilly, and you know, mm. uh, I've never thought of that. It's interesting though, because I don't think I've ever thought of myself as either, you know, I hate the word tomboy, but you know, as mm. a tomboy or a, or a girl's girl, kind of sort of somewhere in the middle mm. but then you have a child and when your three-year-old says to you one day oh your mum you're really girly I mean you wear makeup every day <laughs> and you care what clothes you put on so I kind of think maybe I'm more so I'm, a lot of men joke. yeah but that's <laughs> what I mean I was just thinking but so do men so. <laughs> but that was her very <coughs> yeah, sort of yeah. little yeah. world mm. but um, it's you know it's funny to have somebody else observe you in that mm. way and, and think of you like that yeah 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 I find the whole gender conditioning thing like so fascinating Mm. and it's something I've thought of so much because as a DJ as a female DJ I mean there's loads more now and I'm talking about not radio DJ like club DJing that when I started there were so few women DJs so few and I was the only always the only one on the lineup of men always um, but I was always okay with that because I've always had men, friends, boyfriends growing up. And so it never, I never felt like an alien. I always felt comfortable in that world. But I did feel like, where the fuck are all the women kind of thing. Um, but I always wonder because people always go, well, why do you think it is that there's no female DJs? And it's like, well, why is there no female fucking, you know, really successful, you know, computer engineers? Or, you know, it's the same in all those kind of... Um, uh, places of work you know there's a there's a real lack of women and I don't know why that is but I've always wondered and I've always I've always wanted to like try and 
research it properly and is there something different in a woman's brain as to why when it comes to the technical side of things like even in terms of making music it's always the producers are always men um, and the singers are always the women and it's kind of like why is this is this just because there's a pattern in place and women have never seen other women doing it so they've never felt like that's something for them yeah. or is it something deeper where there's something in a woman's brain well, that is, that is different than a man's brain I, I definitely think there's a there's a lot of truth in you can't be what you can't see yeah, yeah I mean and radio I, DJ yeah. is exactly because yeah. I didn't yeah. even think of a career for myself mm. as a radio DJ until I saw Marianne Hobbs and heard yeah. Marianne Hobbs and I think female DJs is the same there's a huge amount of young female DJs coming through now because yeah. they've seen more female DJs at the top going back to that you know the, the subject of girls girl boys boy whatever you know, growing up in that environment and developing your career in that DJ environment, did you feel consciously that you had to change your persona in any way? Did you feel, oh, I better be a bit more mm. bantery, mm. circle blokey? Or, do you know what I mean? Did you ever feel like I have to mould my personality to fit into this male environment? I don't think so. I mean, I'm always, always asked this and, and I don't remember feeling like yeah. that because I've always, I guess, been so comfortable in that anyway. Like when I was 18, 19, I, you know, I bought my decks off a guy. I learned how to DJ from a guy. And so I, I feel really, I guess I've always felt, for me, it was more just like, why am I the only one? Yeah. <laughs> is there something weird about me that I'm the only woman doing this? But did like, you, you must have also thought, this is awesome, I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It, it's also quite cool because it's like, okay, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, you enjoy it well I you know enjoy being unique I guess in that way but yeah. equally now that there is more women it's really great to see and yeah. and there's some I remember this really small thing like doing a gig in Southampton with this girl called Shanti Celeste who's a really good DJ from Bristol and I remember she was on I was on after her and I remember just seeing her tie up her hair and like do a scrunchie and like tie up her hair and I remember thinking fuck it's so nice to DJ after a woman because I've never I don't ever see people tying up their hair. And it was just such a small, like, feminine thing to do, I guess. Uh, but it really struck me. It's like, God, I never see women doing this um, behind the deck. So, yeah, it's been, it's been really nice to see more. Anyway. Yes. Well, hopefully inspiring lots of... Again, about... another series of podcasts could be done on that subject true. alone. Very yeah, true. let's do it. Very, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I think Side inspiring lots of other girls to do it. I think you're right. Yeah. It's all about you, you don't aspire to what you don't see. So I think that's why, you know, when people say, oh, why do you make such a big deal out of you making somebody... But it's important sometimes yeah. to acknowledge you are breaking yeah. through a glass ceiling or you are, you know... And I'm finding it, I'm thinking about it more and more now with two kids because it's harder and harder for me to um, to travel and DJing, so much of DJing is travelling, especially international. Since I've had my first kid, I've stopped doing Australia tours, America tours, and so I've lost a big kind of section, I guess, of my DJ pro profile. And that is sad to me. I'm kind of a little bit angry about it, but also I'm aware that I, I made that choice because I don't want to do that because I don't want to, A, bring my kid on tour uh, as I don't think he'd ha he'd hate it, and be be away for kind of three weeks at a time, whatever. Um, but I'm also aware that I want to. Uh, I'm I'm aware of the fact that there's not many other DJs who are moms with several children who I know, and I want to be able to do it to show that I can do it. Yeah. But equally, I'm like, God, it's getting fucking harder. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it, it it's it's getting. I don't know, I feel a bit conflicted about that at the moment. I want to be able to say when I'm 45, yes, I'm still an international DJ, but it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Especially when you have a full-time radio job as yeah. well. Mm. But judging about all the plates you're spinning, you're doing quite a good job so far, I think. It's, I'm holding it down. Yeah. But when you, when you, when you have introduced one more thing to the mix, it, it's hard. Everything kind of falls off. So you have to be really careful about what new yeah. stuff you do. Well, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm quite free at the moment. So if you have any childcare... <laughs> Great job. Yeah, I mean, I live absolutely nowhere near you. But, uh, <laughs> we can yeah. hold some plates. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. put yeah. them in an Uber. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Annie Mac, James Williams. Is it just me who isn't scared of getting older? Well, how do we feel about this? I know some people are. And I understand it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate why... You know, I definitely have my ups and downs on it. Yeah. But I'm actually finding that I'm kind of excited yeah. about some parts of it. Mm -hmm. Which you parts? Well, the, you know, giving less fucks about, <laughs> you know, about what people think. And yeah. I don't know, I just feel like I know myself more. I know what I will and won't stand for, whether that's in working life, in people I want to hang around with, um, 
in you know I'm less afraid to just have my opinion I'm less afraid of losing people for having an opinion because mm. I know that the people in my life who I really value mm. are strong enough to handle us having different opinions and different yeah. values and mm. I don't know I, I think I think a lot of it's down to the I hate to, the cliche but it's the power of saying no because yeah. you know I power of no. you spend a lot of your thing. yeah but you know you're, 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 your 20s you you feel you've got to say yes to everything and you never turn down an opportunity in your 30s you still kind of have that hangover and I do think you know when you turn 40 you're a bit like do you know what I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Whereas, and you will say, actually, I can't do that because I don't, I don't want, want to. to. And you yeah. don't really today. And you don't feel rude. And it's okay to yeah. not want yeah. to. And it's always like you're going to go, yeah, because I'm too old now. And it's like we'll go, oh, okay, yeah. But it's funny because you know, obviously, I'm I'm 41, but it's really funny. I've still God, got. A you couple... don't look 41. Oh, bless you. Thank you. But you could be 10 years older. <laughs> well, I've got. Yeah. yeah. I've got some friends there now who are, who are approaching 40, and it's mm. really funny. Like when I see them talking about it, I do see this. Look. This is men. I'm talking about. This look in their eye, and it's a look of genuine. Like I can see them really struggling just with the. When you sort of say like, like when we asked you for a, a few minutes ago, oh, what, what, are you, what are you planning for your fortieth? You did not look phased in the slightest, Annie. So I think you'll yeah. handle it just fine. Mm. But these are people, men, and I see them literally. There's a look of panic in their eyes. And I sometimes go, did I ever have that? And I don't think I did because I think I've always been proud of my age. I've never. I think it's, 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 what's the point in lying? You're always yeah. get found out. So I've yeah. always tried to own it. But it is fascinating. I think it is. It's a milestone, like any milestone. You either embrace it or you do find it quite scary. Mm. I mean, mm. have you? It's weird it? for me because um, you mentioned Peter Pan there, Joe. Like working at Radio One, which is like a youth brand and a youth station, you are very aware of your age because you're aware that you're talking to people that are essentially younger than you well I mean a lot of people who listen to radio when I the same age as me but do you find um, you throwing mm. in words like oh that's that, this track, track's so extra <laughs> this track is sick yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I I feel like it weirdly because I go out with someone who's seven years younger than me as well you end up talking in a way that is probably different than you know a 39 year old who worked in you know HR for a, I don't know like another a bank yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. um, so I probably do speak in younger lingo, I guess. Um, but equally, I, I, I just the idea of lying about your age is so exhausting to me that I've never, like, I know a lot of people who might have, like, a stage age, and that's like, oh, I just, I can't, the idea of lying is, about it is exhausting. Mm. Um, so I, I agree with everything you said. There's so many elements of growing older that I love, and, and I really noticed when I turned 30 a lot of the things that you said happening to me um, you shared a few friends that you have kind of been clinging on to because you felt obliged yeah. or, you know, and then you realise actually they're not good for me and, and they're not, they don't make me feel good about who I am. And other things like recently I've just come off Facebook because again, I feel like every time I go on it, it, it doesn't, it's not good for me. I don't like what I'm getting out of it. Mm. Um, and I feel really good about that. Um, so that, that there's things that you do where you feel more confident in your decisions because you know who you are. And you know what you need to be happy and to be content. But for me, it's more the, the fear of growing older is just the, 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 the less time I'm alive. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really fundamental thing. But yeah. I guess also because I've had kids just this year, I feel like, fuck. You know, I'm, I'm really conscious of age. So I'm like, okay, I'm 39. I have my kids. So, you know, when I'm 69, he will be 20. So when I'm 79, he'll be 30. And then you're just like, fuck it. You know, so it's that whole, uh, for the first time in my life, approaching 40, being conscious of being middle-aged and being kind of halfway through life yeah. and know, what that means. But it does it, does it mean that anymore? Because I, I, I was going to say, I think... What's well, hopefully they'll invent technology so I can be alive when I'm 120. But, but in all seriousness, if, you know, let's be honest, we are probably a lot more active. We have Ooh. much better diets, you know, hopefully the majority of us anyway. You know, and, that, and that's the thing about me is that, you know, I don't really necessarily work out and eat well because of, of vanity there is of course an element of that but it is something about like you know you want to stay fit and active and having seen relatives of mine who haven't done that you know you, you think god and you've talked about this joe there's a reason why you know you want to stay f physically fit because you want to be able to keep doing things yeah. and, and it's those things that worry me about getting older the idea that you know I don't know, running a breath going upstairs, or you know, literally. I only ever get weird about age when 
I get like a little niggle in my knee or my back and I start thinking, God, imagine if this turns into something really more yeah. scary. Oh, you know? mate, get used to that. I know. <laughs> you're, you're just at the beginning of the, the four journey. Yeah, but, um, but I think yeah. going back to the point I was going to make is, you know, I think the, the idea now that 40 is middle age actually isn't true anymore. Like, you know, so what is middle age? You say well, 50? I think 50 might That would be, be. good. I mean, I'd be fine with that. You know, I mean, you know I'm going to be really bleak right now. Oh, you don't know, do you? No, for true. Some, for some people it's 20. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, that's and, true. And this is what I, I remember, it really, it was such a throw away comment a friend of mine said to me a few years ago I think it was something like my 34th birthday or something and I was just going oh god I'm so old what is there to celebrate blah 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 and my friend said you're celebrating you made it another year and I thought I'd never thought of my birthday that Mm, way before and as you sadly as you do get older and you do lose people some people Mm. who should who have gone way too young way Mm. too young Mm. and you just have to start thinking about it that way you have to think yeah. Like, you don't think, oh my god! I yeah. hope I can. I hope I can still go to the gym in ten. You just think, oh, I'm just going to do today. this. I'm yeah. going to do this today yeah. and look what my body yeah. can do. Yeah. And that's and totally I, true. I and think that's it's... really shifted me. It's such a tiny, basic, obvious thing. Yeah. I think shifted the, it. I think the other problem is as well. I think again, it's just the way you've been raised. But you know, you've been raised to for things like landmarks, landmark birthdays. Don't you? So I think that's the thing. I often. An, an average birthday year, you don't feel that way. But when it comes to a 30th, yeah. a 40th, yeah. I think what inevitably happens is you do go to that checklist, that unconscious checklist in your head. You go, oh, I haven't done this, but I thought I would have done this by this age. Mm, oh, I yes. would achieve that I'm by this terrible age. for that. And that, and awful, that's a... that awful website that, uh, where you can look up what David Bowie was doing oh. at your age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Way I mean, to feel like an underachiever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, we need to ditch that mm. ideology because... That's not good, and that inevitably is what I think you end up doing when it comes to those milestone birthdays. I think I think the biggest achievement you can reach, and that's something that often takes this long, is to like who you are. Mm. Yeah. You know, to reach that point because you spend your whole twenties kind of like self-loathing and getting wasted and just like figuring out, and then thirty, you're kind of okay. Maybe I've got the job I love, and you know, it just takes a while to actually be okay. I'm I'm happy with my life. I'll be honest. I think cutting down on the drinking has really helped me. I've never that. Yeah, because it stops me waking up and having waves the next day. Why did you say that? Yes, why did you say that to that person? Yeah, Yeah. but that's that's what I was talking about about kind of knowing what you need to be happy, and a lot of that is actually not being putting yourself in these extreme highs and lows that you do when you get wasted. And and like honestly, like I spent so much of my time in my 20s just having the best time you know like every weekend going out but I don't feel I feel like I've never been healthier in mind and body Same. now because I, I, I don't do that anymore yeah. and it, it's really nice to feel strong and my, mentally and, and physically that, that yeah. is true yeah. <laughs> because you, you're probably in many ways your lifestyle in your 20s and early 30s can be way worse oh my god of... <laughs> I wrote an editor's letter in Glamour a while ago about um I had I was like having sausage sandwiches for breakfast every day. Yeah. No lunch, um, a bit of cheese on some lettuce, thinking I was healthy for dinner. Tons of beer, tons, yeah, tons, yeah. tons. No loads exercise. Of wine. <laughs> no yeah. exercise. Working all the hours, God sent. And then wondering why I always felt terrible. Yeah. It's hilarious mm. that I actually I didn't put those two things <laughs> together. together until yeah. you know I was like about thirty five. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's yeah. not so bad. I mean, I, I always forget. You know. But somebody did say to me, "Oh, how do you feel about turning forty? Because that's what you always get when you're turning a mile. Yeah. How do you feel? It's almost like you, it, it's that pressure to sort of, you know, have a stock answer to give yeah. people. And I just found the whole, I said, but the thing is, it, it's weird because nobody ever said to me last year, how do you feel about turning 39? I know, 39's a weird one. But it's, you're yeah. basically it's like, a day yeah. older. You're a yeah, day yeah. older. I yeah. don't feel any different. But yeah, it's like, yeah. people expect you to well, have this like epiphany of, you know. When you're 49, I hope I'm around to ask <laughs> how you feel about well, turning on the 49. Brink, on yeah. the precipice of the new middle age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've now got that. I'll be very deaf by then, yeah. so I won't hear the answer. And, I, and I've now got that yeah. look in my eye. I was telling those men off for having about turning 40. I've suddenly got that haunted look in my so ultimately we think listen you know I mean we're all going to die exactly it's inevitable so don't fear it yeah just live it yeah exactly that's yeah I should should be having a a, a guru podcast self help books yeah Um, no it's true exactly you know have a bit more fun don't waste that time worrying just spend that time enjoying yourself go and do something nice today for yourself everybody Mm. 
Do that. What are you all going to do? What should we do today that's nice? Well, I'm going oh. to the gym. Which oh, I that's suppose, nice. I, I, well, it's not, but it's the showers are good. Well, there you go. <laughs> Have a nice long shower. So when I go to my that's next meeting, my hair's going to look... It, it often <laughs> is. It's like, oh, well, at least I get to do my hair again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not bothering to put makeup on. Yeah. I don't know I could be bothered if I was a girl to put makeup on. I was it's really to go to the long. Gym. It's so long. Going to any bloody Max house. Oh, I true. To, yes, you know, make true. an impression. I put on some extra foundation yeah. and primer for you guys. Aww. Yeah. She's glowing. Um, obviously, <laughs> if any of our lovely listeners uh, wanted to send their thoughts or yes. opinions or any things you want us to talk about on a future episode, do email us. At, we've got our new email address, haven't we? Yeah, you set it up, so I don't know it. Is it just yeah. me podcast at gmail.com? That trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Doesn't it just? But I'm afraid it's just, <laughs> is it just me at gmail? was taken. How yeah. dare they? Who took it? Is it just me podcast <laughs> yes. at gmail.com? Yeah. You can also, um, you know, hash, on. hashtag us, yes. social media, joe underscore elvin on uh, Instagram or Twitter. You can track us down. And next yeah. time you are buried under a pile of Mars bars, I'd like to see an Instagram of it. <laughs> Do you want the clothes or naked? <laughs> Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it all out. Like Imagine summers. the amount of likes you'll get for the naked. Come Actually, on. yeah, you're right. Yeah. We've got to do it. Yeah. Mind um. you, you haven't seen me naked. <laughs> it definitely needs the Mars bar coverage, at least. Thank you so much, Annie My pleasure. You have been an absolute dream. Um, dream tea actually, maker as well. As you always are. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime you want tea or chat, please come round. Do you check out the album? Yes, oh, check right out now. the album. Yes. Annie presents 2017. Thank you, Joe. Thank yeah. you. Go get it. Thanks, yes. Annie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.